0: Hey everybody! Hello. Welcome back. What? I'm excited. I'm glad you're excited. So today we're going to talk about a franchise that is new and dear to my heart, Persona. Except I can't really talk about the first game, the second game, or the second game because I haven't <laughs> played them. So. And that's. So so common. Russ, take us to the first game in this series. Tell us what's going on. What is this series?
1: The first game in the series came out in. I want to say 1997, um, Persona, about high school kids that have to fight demons um, with the power of Persona, which are like inner spirits or something like that. It's another mask. It's another mask that they wear, and they they fight they fight demons with it. The idea
0: of the Persona in this series is based off Jungian psychology. It's based off. Why did you have me explain anything? Well, I didn't know if you knew or not. You're still going to have to talk about the first game, but I'll do the... (laughs) So the idea is, persona is the face that we show to the world. It's the person that we want other people to perceive us to be. And that can change based on situations, right? You act different at work than you do at home, than you do at school, because you adopt various personas. Shadows, which are the villains in the series, those are the parts of us that we don't like to acknowledge. Uh, The petty parts, the jealous parts... The the thoughts that we have that we wouldn't want anybody else to know that we have. And that we ourselves don't want to admit that we have.
1: Is it the parts of us that own over a dozen Hyperdimension Neptunia games? That
0: would be the shadow of my existence, yes. Jesus.
1: I was just illustrating a point.
0: Uh, No, it would be the part, like, where you have a party and for some reason don't invite me and... Why doesn't anybody like me? That's the shadow part. Where all of a sudden, petty, jealousy, uh, rage even. Uh, So the shadows are the negative emotions that we hide from ourselves and others. And the personas are are the personalities that we adopt to deal with situations in life. So there's your terminology and the psychology of where it comes from in the series. And so they released this first game.
1: Which, as I said, is basically about teenagers fighting demons with spirits. (laughs) I guess I just don't go that deep into. It uh, It
0: had isometric dungeons, which is isometric why dungeons. I can't. Yes. I can't do
1: it. I tried. Yeah, the and that's even on you. Only played the PSP, the Vita. Uh, rem- yeah. well, it was PSP remake of it. The original version was really kind of even more rough than that. Interesting. The most interesting thing I think about it is in the original um, PS1 version that they released in English. They did a lot of. Censorship to it, they changed the appearance of a lot of the characters and then changed all the character names and the names of places so that it looked like it took place in the United States.
0: Yeah, they changed one of the characters to be a
1: black guy. Yes, one of the characters turned him to be old. A black guy. Mm-hmm. And they changed, and they weirdly, like, I think they gave the actual blonde girl brunette hair and the brunette girl blonde hair or something like that. And, um, yeah, so they so they like they Americanized it or like westernized it. Um, the original version of no, the PSP version goes back to all of the Japanese names and, and gives all the characters their original appearance. Um, yeah. And another interesting and another interesting thing about it that you didn't know that I told you when you were playing it was that there are actually two quests. There, there are kind there are basically two complete games in that one game. There's the main quest that you'll stumble upon naturally, if you you know, if you just play naturally, and then there's a, another quest called the Snow Queen quest that's like a whole other version of the game. Yeah, it's a different
0: game almost. Yeah, it is a
1: different game. It's more, it's more dungeon heavy, it really is more of just like a dungeon crawler um, than the main game because you're really just exploring different dungeons in the school. But you talk to specific characters and do specific things at a specific time, and then you trigger that quest, and it's totally different. And you had no idea about that. I remember talking to you about it, and I was like, "Did you do the Snow Queen quest? What? Or did you do the main quest? No. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. No.
0: <laughs> um, but apparently, despite the fact that it was kind of rough and an isometric dungeon, uh, it got a sequel got a sequel, Persona 2. It actually got two versions of the sequel, Persona 2. See, earlier when I said I didn't play 2
1: and I didn't play 2, I wasn't stuttering. Yeah. Persona 2, let me get it straight in my head. Persona 2 Innocent Sin is first. Um, It was not released in the United States way back when on the PS1. Only the second version, Eternal Punishment, was released in the United States.
0: But it's two different stories? But it's two
1: different stories. So it, it's
0: it's two different games.
1: It is two They're different games. They're just both two. It features some of the same characters. Some of the party members are different. Um, and it shifts the... T- I, haven't, I haven't played all of Innocence in, and I haven't played Eternal Punishment in a long time. But it shifts the timeline. It, it takes place, I think, in two different timelines, so Persona 1 and Persona 2 Innocent Sin, if I'm right, take place in one timeline, and then Eternal Punishment and all Persona games after that take place in a separate timeline. I think, anyone who's more of an expert about that on me, then that's fine, but I think that's the way it works. I came in at three. (laughs) Right. Which I guess is where we're at now. So you played it long before I did. Long before I did, I played 3 on the... And that's... No, Persona 2 was actually the first one that I played. Um, And I played 3 way back on the PS2 when it came out in 2007, 8, something like that. Um, Persona 3 kind of revolutionized the games. It takes place in a high school and it is a combination of a dungeon crawler and just like a, a life sim because you just play this high school student as he goes through his day to day life and he goes to classes and he studies and he hangs out with friends and then at night he explores this giant crazy dungeon filled with shadows with his friends.
0: So um, Russ had been recommending that I play Persona 3 mm-hmm. for a little while. Actually he said 3 and 4. You need to play 3 and 4. My friend Rachel also said you need to play Persona Three and Four. They're so
1: good. Uh,
0: I, I tend to trust Russ has a decent idea of what I will enjoy, and what I won't enjoy, except Breath of Fire. Um, he has a decent idea of what I will enjoy, and Rachel has turned out to be pretty good at predicting what I will enjoy. So I finally I went you know I'll, I'll try Persona Three. They they had a version for the Vita. I have a Vita. It's it's fun to play RPGs on the Vita by the way because it automatic when you turn it off it just suspends where you are. So you don't have to worry about finding a safe place to shut it down and everything. You, just... you know that I
1: didn't know that until I accidentally
0: <laughs> turned off my
1: Vita in the middle of playing a game.
0: Yeah, it anyway. just it automatically remembers where you're at exactly without you having to save anything. So I, I like playing RPGs on the Vita. Um, so I, I played Persona Three and it was okay. I it was definitely different than RPGs that I was used to because again the life sim part, the high school, you get
1: quizzed. There are pop yeah. quizzes. You have to take finals. And midterms! And they don't tell you the answers beforehand. No! It's not, like, it's not like some games where you just have to have paid attention to something that happened previously. Well, the finals and the midterms are mostly made up of
0: the pop quizzes you get in right. class. But so the pop you pay, quizzes,
1: you no, just no. have to use your general you
0: just have to know.
1: knowledge as a human.
0: You just have to know. And then there's some cooking simulator as well, like, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to make lunch for tomorrow. You're going to make subi What are you going to do with the noodles? Are you going to cook them or bake them? <laughs> if you start to type into Google, though, everybody in the world has Googled this stuff about Persona. So it's, it's, it's kind of funny. It's pretty fun trying to make
1: them on your own, though. Uh,
0: and then Persona, had, Persona 3 has one dungeon, but yeah. it's over 100 stories tall, and you just spend the whole game going into that dungeon and advancing to the next arena
1: mm-hmm. of it. Um, I, I,
0: it was okay. I liked it. I didn't like the art style that much. Everybody was very angular.
1: But it was the same art style as Persona Four. No, Persona Four was a much softer, rounded. Well, I,
0: uh, I mean, even the main character that. of Three, I called him Goth Eagle because that's what he looked like. <laughs> uh, Google Persona Three and uh, main character. Yeah. He Goth Eagle <laughs> is what he looks like. Um, and the
1: game was okay. And I give it to you. It was, it was Proto Persona Four. It was rough right <laughs> around the edges. Persona Three, I think, one of Having played persona 4 and then going back to three what I realized is there's these big gaps of like nothing to do in the main story you have your social links which is where you hang okay. out with your you hang out with your friends and you hang out with people from town and it um, hanging out with them and making friends with them upgrades the experience that your persona get and things like that it
0: unlocks the ability for more powerful personas right. and um, so you want to make friends with people because social links is how you grow stronger in right. the person.
1: But there's a lot of spans of time where you just do that. There's not a lot going on with the main story. So it can get kind of tedious. Persona 4 totally fixes that. There's uh, almost too much to do. Yeah, we'll get there in just yeah. one second. So I
0: played 3. It was okay. But I didn't feel a driving need to play 4. They both said 3 and 4. 3 and 4. I played 3 and I went, meh. Six months later, I was like, all right, well, I got some time. I'll try 4. <laughs>
1: So, you go ahead and start with Persona 4. So, 4 four is amazing. 4 is like the enhanced, improved version of 3 or whatever. Um, there's just, like I said, there's just so much more to do. The characters, because of, because of the nature of the story. The nature of that story is specifically about characters and their shadow selves versus the selves that they present to the world and each character having to go through a dungeon and like come to terms with their self. So they're very dynamic characters for you know, especially you, for you a you kinda learn them inside and out because you, you crawled through their psyche. Right. And all the characters have multiple I mean the the whole point of the story is that they have multiple sides to themselves that they present to different people. So they're all very dynamic characters. I know what you've said, and I totally agree. Is at the end of the game, they kind of feel like your actual high school friends. Like you are catching up with people that you knew from high school, because um, they're just very well written. Um, the 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 dungeons I think are better instead of the one giant hundred floor dungeon. It's it's different dungeons specifically meant to represent represent that character's personality. Um, in whatever struggle that they're going through.
0: Yeah, so I, I love 4. Oh, my God. Uh, and I I, I I, tell this. So it was a lot... It seemed like it was a lot easier to get involved with games when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like the characters of Final Fantasy Four were friends of mine because I was young when I played the game. They, Their identities kind of stuck with me. You had that youthful imagination. Right? And, and I think part of the reason Earthbound has such a deep hold in both of our souls is because we it's a good game on its own. Mm. If I played it as an adult, I'd be like, okay, that was fun. But it owns us. <laughs> right. Because, because we, we played it when we were kids. Yeah. Uh, and so part of me has always been a little sad at the fact that as I get older, it's harder to form these deep attachments mm-hmm. to new things that I find. But I, I formed it with Persona 4. I just locked in. It was... I, I the writing, uh, the the art style, the characters, it's a it's a lot of fun to play. You really feel invested in the people by the end of the story. You're trying to solve a murder mystery in addition to dungeon say, crawling. It is
1: a murder mystery as well.
0: There's like three different endings depending on if you solve the murder mystery. Now I've only played the gold version, which is a remake with some extra characters and some extra stuff in it. Uh, For the Vita. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad I played that version. But yeah. um, I, I liked 4 a lot. And then they did spinoffs of 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I've never played Persona Q, which is a 3DS dungeon crawler that uses characters from 3 and 4. I'll get around to it eventually. Uh, but I, I just haven't. But they did two fighting games, two Japanese-style fighting games called Persona Arena and Persona Arena F- Ultimax. Which combined, it. It has a... It has a rich storyline for a fighting game, first of all. It has an in-depth storyline. Because if you go into story mode, it's about five or six hours to play through the story. And it combines the characters from 3 and 4. So for that case, I'm glad I played 3. Because I know these characters, even if I wasn't as attached to them as 4, now I can see them intermingle. So those two games form a story by themselves. And then just recently they came out with Persona 4 Dancing All Night. Yes. Which is a rhythm simulator. It's DDR except using your fingers. But it has a storyline too. It's not as deep and as rich as even the fighting games, but it has a storyline about you know fighting shadows and using personas and the music of the soul. Are you good at the
1: dancing game? Because I'm not. I'm okay at have you played dancing all night? Yeah, I yes, I played a little bit of it and I cannot do the dancing. (laughs) portion, beyond easy mode. (laughs) I do fine, but it gets, you get the ability to unlock
0: ways to change it, like you can make it so that the level is reversed if you wanted to, in case you got used to the pattern. You can make it so that the level is randomized, because you're using controls on either side to match the patterns, so you can unlock abilities to make it go faster or slower or change the patterns up or only use one side. Here's the one that blows my mind. So it's Kind of like DDR, you actually see notes going out, and when they reach a certain point, you hit that button when it's on that when it's on that character, and that's how you do it, right? It's a rhythm dancing. There's a thing you can unlock to make the notes invisible. So you just have to know the level, you have to know that character and that song so well that you know exactly when to hit which of the six buttons blindly. I, I, can't, even. Novel portion. I <laughs> can't even. I can't even. I don't think I'd get one. I'd just be sitting there mashing all six buttons the whole time, hoping. That's pretty much what I do anyway. Uh, So I wish, I I really do wish that Russ and Rachel had both said, just play four. Play four if you like four, go back and play three. It's rougher. I'd understand that because it's in reverse order. And me, this is kind of my first time to ever not play a series in order. I always like to start with the first game. Yeah, this guy. I like to start stories from the beginning. I know, I'm crazy. You are crazy. I like to start stories from the start. Oh my god, I'm a madman. <laughs> but uh, you can easily play, e- at least with three and four, without any previous knowledge. Now, there is a neat moment. Uh, they spend like, the characters of four spend like two days on a field trip to the school from three. You don't really see any of the characters from three except like a minor secondary character that I had forgotten was even in the game. But they change the music to match the music from 3, and it's the scenes from 3. And it's just kind of a neat, oh yeah, I remember that game. So that's kind of a neat moment. Apart from that one moment, you can play four first. There's no reason not to. 4 is great. 4 is great. Uh, I liked it so much, I bought the anime of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really do anime that much. But again, I feel like these characters are friends of mine. And this is a way for me to spend time with my friends.
1: I would have liked the anime if it had been an actual, like, sequel to the game. Instead of just a retelling? Instead of just a retelling of the events of the game. Well, it is kind of nice because it leaves out all the dungeon crawling, essentially. (laughs)
0: Like, you you don't watch them grind for an hour in a dungeon. That's good
1: if you're a person that doesn't. Like the dungeon crawling, but I like the dungeon crawling. Yeah, I'm
0: fine with it. There's not a lot of grinding, and it's not isometric, so I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, there also is the Persona 4 Golden animation. After because that was necessary. After Persona Gold came out, they have made like 12 more episodes, and I think I haven't seen it, and we'll get to why I haven't seen it in a minute. But I think it's 12 episodes that are kind of meant to slot in mm-hmm. to the original anime. So like it's a companion piece; you couldn't just see it on its own and not and and know everything that's going on. But it's to to deal with the added content uh, of a new character and more in depth on another character that they added in. The problem is, I got the Persona Four anime for like eighty, ninety bucks, and it's all the episodes, which is a little pricey. But it was on Blu-ray. Okay. Didn't it
1: have cards? And yeah, yeah,
0: and it came, like with, came it with it came with some extra stuff. Uh the Persona Four Golden Animation is split into two collections, twelve episodes. So it's six episodes per collection. Yeah. A hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. It would cost me two hundred dollars to watch those twelve episodes. I like Persona Four. I'm not stupid.
1: I don't understand why it's animation, right? I don't understand why they do that with some I've seen I've seen other series they've done that with twelve episodes and the first collection is like A hundred dollars. Wow. But, uh,
0: it is all in the same universe. Russ talked about alternate timelines. I don't know for sure. But I know characters from the first and second games, first, second, and second games, show up briefly as cameos on, like, news stories in the third. Like, if you watch the news stories on TV, they describe characters from the first three games, which is one, two, and two. Um... And then, obviously, characters from the third mix with characters from the fourth in the spin offs, and you go back to that school in the in the fourth, so they're all in the same universe. Igor shows up in all of them Igor with the long
1: nose Ooh. Yeah. Hello. who I think his Japanese voice actor recently died,
0: so mm. rest in
1: peace, it's so sad, yeah. I hope he his work on Persona Five. First. No, it's a new, it's a new guy. I mean, the, it'll probably be the same English voice actor. Oh well, I'm okay with that then. <laughs> well, I just wanted to pay my respects to someone that died. But it's
0: Japanese. Yeah, I don't care as All right. No, no. Obviously, our hearts and prayers go out to Japanese family. people, <laughs> to the families <laughs> of uh, the, the Japanese voice actor for Igor. Um, we're sorry for your loss. Yeah. Um, so that's it. uh... I can't... Go play Persona 4. Yeah, uh, we really have to play it. In another video, we talked about Hyperdimension Neptunia, and, like, I, I don't
1: expect anybody else to jump on that bandwagon with me, and that's fine.
0: <laughs> go play Persona 4. Yeah. Join me on my Persona it bandwagon. It is in
1: my top five favorite RPGs of all time. It's in my top ten. Yeah, uh, okay. It may be in the top five.
0: I haven't calculated lately, but it's definitely in the top ten. So that's it. Uh, You need to stop watching our videos and go play Persona 4. Uh, Persona 4 Golden, especially, I recommend. Oh, and one other fun thing. I don't normally notice voice actors. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't. Uh, Same way I don't really pay attention to music. Uh, uh, Maybe there's something wrong with me. But Chie, who is in uh, Persona 4, is the same voice actress and acts in pretty much the same voice style as Noir. And we still have all of the stuff here on the desk from when we did our Hyperdimension Neptunia review. So Noir, from the Hyperdimension Neptunia series, who is my favorite character over there. So it's it's kind of nice. I feel like me and Chie, we got a who bond. Who is it?
1: Do you know her name?
0: Erin Fitzgerald.
1: Erin Fitzgerald. Okay. The
0: one voice actress in the world whose name I know because I went. <laughs> That's the same chick, isn't it? She sounds the same.
1: Let me Google this. Gay. Oh, it is. She voices. She voices young boys. A lot too. Don't don't ruin this for me. I, I'm just saying. Hey. She voices. Hey. She voices Quark in Virtue's Last Reward. I hope that meant something to you guys, because that was gibberish to me. (laughs) She has a really unique voice, is what I'm saying. So it's the one voice actress I've managed
0: to pick up on. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) go play Persona 4. Go away. Leave us alone.